Almost 90% of women have cellulite. And guess what? It's not their fault. We don't choose cellulite, but we can choose a different way to treat it. Meet Quo, Collagenase Clostridium Histolyticum, AAES, the first and only FDA-approved prescription injectable for moderate to severe cellulite in the buttocks of adult women. This non-surgical treatment is injected by an aesthetic specialist in 10 minutes or less. Individual results may vary. Do not receive if you are allergic to any collagenase or ingredients in Quo or have an infection at the treatment site. May cause serious side effects, allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis and injection site bruising. Seek medical help right away for any signs of allergic hypersensitivity. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions, if you have a bleeding condition or take medicine that prevents clotting. Most common side effects include bruising, pain, hardness, itching, redness, discoloration, swelling, and warmth at the injection site. Ask your doctor about all possible side effects and for product information. If you're ready to get to the bottom of your cellulite, learn more and find a specialist at Quo.com. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Back with you, it is the ML Sports Platter. All over the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and many more. Please do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We're brought to you by Burn Dairy, Stanley Law Offices, Welch and Company Jewelers and Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, get off that Bartell Road exit. Check them out. Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday, and Mac and Cheese available Thursday and Friday. And oh, by the way, Fish Friday takes place as well. You can put the fries or that Mac and Cheese or coleslaw uh, with, uh, with it in a sandwich or entree version at Rosie's Corner. Hey, gift cards are available for any occasion as well. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And I should also mention on your way up there on Route 11, pop into the uh, Brewer's and Ace Hardware. They're another supporter of the platter. You can go in there and get anything inside, outside for your home. Potting soil and uh, garbage cans. You can get shovels. You can get rakes. You can get mums. You can get pumpkin uh, pumpkins. You can get all sorts of great stuff. So go see my friends at Brewer's and Ace Hardware, another supporter of the ML Sports Platter. Let's concentrate on this <clears throat> specific podcast uh, week six in the NFL, as I always do, I throw out my Friday picks. We obviously had a game last night with the Buccaneers and Eagles. And as I record this, uh, we don't know the result of of that yet. Um, but I'll quickly predict that I think Tampa goes in <clears throat> and wins a slugfest. I think this game's going to be really close because I think the Eagles have actually played really, really, really good football this year. I do. I mean, two and three, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see them beat, beating Carolina last week. Jalen Hurts has looked pretty good. By the way, Jalen Hurts is is a problem in the run game. I mean, he's very difficult to defend right now because he busts out of the pocket and he's been way better than last year in terms of seeing holes quickly. And so I think the Bucks go in and win, but I think it's going to be really close, 26-23. Tampa Bay gets it done. And by the way, have you seen Tom Brady's numbers? <laughs> oh, 149 for 225 and 1,767 yards and 15 touchdowns. We through week six right now, and um, 
I'll tell you what. <laughs> Week six, by the end of it, you know, he could be, he, he likely will be over the 2,000-yard mark. Absurd. Dolphins at Jaguars. Condolences to anyone watching this football game. Condolences to any media people having to cover this game. This is going to be dreadful. Miami goes into Jacksonville. I got to say, excuse me, this is a London game. I, I apologize. So not only did the London people get boned on the Falcons' jets, now they come back with Dolphins' jags. This is a disaster. Uh, neutral field, I have a weird feeling about the Jaguars this week that they're going to keep this thing extremely close, and it's one James Robinson. It's up to you, James Robinson. And he's on my fantasy team, so keep running, baby. Um, I'm going to take Miami close, but I could see the Jaguars winning this game. You can't lose everyone, can you? Uh, I think it's about a 14-15-ish, maybe even 16-loss football team. But where's that one win going to come from, right? I mean, you have to win at some point. Uh, Urban Meyer continues to be a clown show. Um yeah, I've been impressed with Chanel Jr. Uh, at times this year, but and Trevor Lawrence, you know, despite going through a lot of growing pains and all the rest, he does have over 1,100 yards and has shown at times some pretty good promise. I think he'll be okay. He's obviously, I think needs a new head coach. Yeah, I think he needs a quarterback specialist. I think he should be, you know, working with some of the people. Josh Allen's worked with Jordan Palmer, for example. Maybe he goes and works with him or a Trent Dilfer or someone like that. Give me the Dolphins in an ugly game, 20 to 16. But again. I could see the Jaguars winning, and I don't know what I'm going to do in my pick'em pool with my buddies with this one because this is a tough one. A lot of it does have to do with obviously being over in London as well. Uh, Packers at the Bears. The Bears, the Bears, they're three and two despite the clown parade that has been led by Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, the head coach and GM respectively. They are three and two. They figured out a way somehow to have a winning record. But Green Bay comes into their house. I think the Packers are going to be hungry. Uh, I think they're going to pound the Bears. Uh, the Pack, they're favored by four and a half. I think it's Green Bay all day long here. Big-time offensive day for Aaron Rodgers. Five touchdowns for him. I'm going to go 38-24. to 24. Uh, Green Bay takes care of business over the Bears. Aaron Rodgers, 107 for 163, 1,200-plus yards and 10 touchdowns. And look, that three-headed monster is probably the best one in the NFL. I mean, when you take a look at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, who has that best trio, right? Who has the best? And I think it's probably the Green Bay Packers. I think you could argue, I think you could argue other ones for sure, uh, but there's a link that's a little bit weaker at one position or the other or the other. Meaning, look at Cincinnati. Sure. I mean, look at Joe Burrow. Look at Joe Mixon. Look at Jamar Chase. Okay. But Jamar Chase isn't quite Devonta Adams. Joe Mixon, I don't think, well, Mixon and Jones are probably a toss-up. But you have Burroughs, not Aaron Rodgers, right? Look at the Chiefs. You've got Mahomes and Hill. But at running back, you don't have Aaron Jones. You have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's good, but he ain't Aaron Jones. Um, you know, in Buffalo, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and then Moss or Singletary, they're not Aaron Jones. You know, you can go down the list over and over again. I think Arizona, you know, I think Arizona could make a real, real strong case uh, but again, I think Murray is is still a notch below, even though I think he's in the 1A group right now. I, I don't know if Kyler Murray is elite, but he's pretty darn good. Um, he'd be in the 1A group for me right now. I think he's really close to elite status. I really do. 
Um, and uh, man, now that I think about it, I did a, a, a video on young quarterbacks this past week with Herbert, Allen, Jackson, and Mahomes. I should have included Kyler Murray in terms of guys who are easy to root for. But this team comes close because you've got Kyler Murray, you have DeAndre Hopkins, it's probably neck and neck with Devontae Adams, and then you've got Chase Edmonds right now. So uh, you could you could vie for the Cardinals. You, you could make, a, you could make a, a real strong case for them. But the Packers, that trio is just offensively, they are unstoppable. I think this game's going to come down to getting the Packers off the field on third down for that Bears defense. Khalil Mack and company will have to have to get Green Bay off the field. Let's roll through Bengals at Lions. Um, you know, Lions just figure out a way to lose every week. I mean, nothing's changed for that franchise in decades. Uh, I'm just going to take Cincinnati. They're favored by three and a half. Give me Cincinnati by 13 in this game, 34-21. Uh, I think Burrow, Mixon, and Chase are going to be very tough for the Lions to stop. Uh, Colts, home for the Texans. Uh, Indianapolis at one and four, they have lost a little bit of edge. They've lost a little bit of physicality. I think we've seen some things out of Carson Wentz this year, which is probably a, a positive. But man, this team's one and four. I, I'm going to pick them to win because the Texans, even though Davis Mills played really, really well last week in a losing cause against New England, uh, Houston's awful. Um, I'm going to take the Colts in this football game. Uh, let's go 30 to, to, to 17. Um, and, and, you know, the Colts, here's what the Colts have done this year. The Colts lost by eight, 10 point or 12 points to Seattle. They barely lost to the Rams. Great, great, great fight in that game. Then they lose to Tennessee by nine and then they lose by 10 to, to Miami. And then they lose an OT to Baltimore this past week. And they were up in that game. Um, so like many other records and like many other stories that are told in the NFL, you know, this team could easily be three and two. I don't know if I could go as far as four and one because they have gotten murdered at the line of scrimmage. Um, and they're just not the same defense as they were a year ago. However, uh, boy, I mean, they've gotten great. Speaking of trios, Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz, Pittman Jr. I mean, they have some spectacular spectacular talent on offense. Can we see that physical playback from the defense? Can we see more than just Darius Leonard? Can we get uh, 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 you know, the Colts' physicality and all the rest back? Here's the thing, okay? They, they win against the Texans, uh, and then we find out if they're a playoff team in the next two weeks. That's what it boils down to because they play San Francisco and then the second game already on Halloween with Tennessee. They lose both of those, they're dead because they'll be at that point two and six. You can't recover from two and six in the NFL. It's very rare to do it, and they don't have a roster. In other words, if you're two and six, can you look at it and go, well, hey, we're in you know a weak division or a weak conference, or we have an Aaron Rodgers? You know, they don't have any of that. The AFC's loaded, they don't have a quarterback like that. The Colts will win, I think, this week, but they've got to win at least. You know they might have to win the next two after that. I mean, they might have to win three in a row to get back to four five hundred for us to really believe in this football team. Uh, elsewhere, Giants home for the Rams. Uh, this could be a tough game for the Giants. They're all banged up, especially on offense. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams in a in a real whop job here. Uh, just a whopper of a win. Uh, I, I think they put up forty two points. Let's go forty two to sixteen. Rams win. They're favored by nine and a half. I'd bet that all day long, although 
the NFL is wild, and that's why I don't gamble, because spreads are spreads and things are crazy, and gambling's dangerous. Uh, but uh, the Rams right now, I just, you know, you look at Daryl Henderson, high level, Cooper Cup, high level. Robert Woods finally got into the game last week. 12 targets, 150 yards. That was a big-time game for him. Matt Stafford has been lights out so far. He's in the MVP discussion. And I think it'll be too much Aaron Donald and too much Rams physicality uh, and pressure and talent and athleticism for that weak Giants and weak injured Giants offense. Give me the Rams big in that game. Chiefs at Washington. The Washington defensive front has been really, really underwhelming the last several weeks. That was their strength. You look at Sweat, you look at Allen, you look at Chase Young. They can't get pressure to the quarterback. And I mentioned this uh, on my NFL recap from Week 5, that is the pressure already there? You know, are they already worn out because they know that the linebackers and secondary are no good, and so therefore we've got to get to the quarterback? Could be the case. Uh, their secondary is so weak. Who's covering Kelsey? Who's covering Hill? Who's covering Hardman out of the uh, out of those different you know looks? Uh, and Mahomes hasn't been amazing. Hasn't been awful. Uh, this could be a big big game for him to go off, and I think he does. I think he has a four hundred yard game. I think the Chiefs romp Washington. I think there's going to be a few blowouts this week. Uh, Thirty eight to uh, thirteen. I think the Chiefs get it done again. The Chiefs need to work on their defense as well. But uh, this this is a game where they could go in and play C-plus football and beat Washington by a couple touchdowns. Washington's disappointed me. Uh, I had them pegged uh, to have a pretty solid year. Um, if I remember correct, let me go back in my, I've got in my, here's my, let me see my picks. Got to open up the pick sheet here that I had. thought I picked them to win the uh, division. I did. I picked them to win the division because I just never trust the Dallas Cowboys. But, looks like I was wrong. Washington has been extremely underwhelming in 2021. I saw a lot against the Bills. I know the Bills are a really good team, obviously, but I saw a lot against that team I didn't like. Panthers home for the Vikings. This is a huge, huge, huge game, because the Panthers lost last week to the Philadelphia Eagles. They're home. This is a, you know, they got to be hungry and, 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 and ready, to, uh, ready to get back into the win column. And then the Minnesota Vikings... You know, they're a team that just barely beat Detroit the week before that. They could have had the Browns. The Vikings flip-flopped that record 3-2. They could easily also maybe be 4-1 uh, at this particular point. And I think the season maybe is on the line for this club this week because if they lose this game, you're now 2-4. and four. You start getting into the back end of that second to four games, or in this case, I guess it would be four and a third, four and, four and a quarter games because it's a 17-game schedule. Uh, I'm going to take Carolina, but I think it's close. I do like some things I've seen out of Kirk Cousins. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is impossible to cover, but I think the Panthers get back to it. They're home. Um, I favor Darnold a little bit more in this game than Cousins. I favor the offensive line of Carolina a little bit more against the Vikings D uh, as opposed to uh, you know vice versa. Uh, so I'm going to take Carolina in a nail-biter in this game, 23-21. to Chargers at Ravens, arguably the game of the week. Uh, this is going to be fantastic stuff. There's a lot of people who might be saying, what do you mean arguably? It's it's Lamar and it's Herbert and it's two of the best. And, well, we still have Bills Titans to talk about, right? We still have, uh, I think, Seahawks Steelers you can make an argument for because of what's on the line. We'll get to those games in a minute, including Cleveland and Arizona as well with an undefeated record on the line for Kyler Murray's bunch. But Boy, who do you take here? The Ravens are a team that 
again, like Pittsburgh, like the old Colts, uh, like the Seahawks, they're always around, right? They're always in that 11-12 win deal. And if they have a bad year, they figure out a way to come back. This year, the Ravens, I can't quite tell. And by the way, I gave, I forgot to mention this last week, or, or, or last episode in my recap from week five, my game ball. I always hand out a game ball. My game ball goes to Lamar Jackson for week five in that comeback against the Colts. Four, a 504 yards of total offense, and he scored four touchdowns. Lamar Jackson is on fire right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see him go up against the pressure of Joey Bosa. Do they run away from it? Do they run towards it? Do they have different blocking schemes? Greg Roman, I'm sure, is just tearing his hair out right now trying to figure out how to stay the hell away um, from those Chargers playmakers. And, and when you look at that total defense, man, you know, this is a really, really, really stout D. I mean, when you look at the major playmakers there, they have a cornerstone safety in Derwin James. They've got an, a cornerstone uh, edge rusher in Joey Bosa. They've got physicality at the linebacker spot. Uh, I mean, look at Derwin James, by the way, 42 total tackles this year. It's unbelievable. He has one and a half sacks. He's only one sack shy of what Bosa has. Um, this team has put together 10 sacks. Uh, they have uh, put together uh, four interceptions. They take the ball away. They're physical. They nail you on third down. You can't, you can't stay on the field. I, I tell you what, man, the Chargers are the real deal. They're going into a really, really tough environment, though. And I haven't figured out what the Ravens are about yet. I know their record is really good. I know Lamar's playing at an MVP level. I just don't know how serious of a game this is. And by the way, the Chargers, they can win close games. Right? They can win the close games. They've shown that. They beat Cleveland by five points and came back. Two touchdown win against Vegas. But they beat the Chiefs on the road by six. One score game. Lost to Dallas three points in week two. Could have won that game. Week one beat Washington by only four, which that win now, you know, you, you win in the NFL and you take it, but, you know, Washington now, you look at how far they've fallen. Um, you know, the same can be said for the Ravens, though. The Ravens came back on the Colts, won by 6-0 and OT. They blew out Denver, barely beat Detroit in week three with a Justin Tucker 66-yard kick, which, by the way, should have been a 71-yard kick because they missed a procedure penalty. And then the, the Vegas Raiders, they lost in week one by just one score in over, overtime. So... And again, part of the week one overreaction, right? Well, Chargers, oh, they got a long way to go. Vegas, wow, they're for real. And then now fast forward to what Vegas is without John Gruden as head coach and all the rest, and now the Chargers are a legitimate AFC title representative um, you know, contender, I think, uh, at least right now. And Brandon Staley ain't afraid of anything. I mean, that guy is gambling and gambling and gambling some more. He'll go for it on third and long. He'll do that in the third quarter. Uh, he believes in his players, and you can see it. Oh, man, who do I take? This is going to come down to, I think, a, a last couple-minute drive by one team or the other and turnovers. I think it's super close. Normally, I would pick the Chargers to lose this game because they have to go across the country and it'd be same old Chargers and it'd be a Phillip Rivers situation where he would choke in the fourth quarter. I'm not doing it this time. I'm taking the Chargers in this game. I have faith in Brandon Staley. It's two and a, minus two and a half for Baltimore. I think the Chargers beat them by three. Give me the Chargers, 37 to 34. Great game lined up in Cleveland. Browns home for the Cardinals. The question is the chess match of the defense and Miles Garrett and all the rest. Pressuring Kyler Murray, how much do you blitz? How much do you come at him 
where he can quickly release to his, his weapons or he can run right past you. Uh, that's going to be a big one there. Can the Cardinals' physicality and their defense, some of their studs, the Buda Bakers, the J.J. Watts, uh, you know, Chandler Jones, etc., stop Nick Chubb? That's the key. Make Baker beat you. If Baker has to throw all over the place, you know, outside the numbers of the Stefanski offense, he's got to throw it up over the top and all the rest, Arizona will definitely win this football game. I'm going to take Arizona in this game, but I think it's close. Uh, it's all going to come down to Baker, 33-30. Arizona with the win. Raiders at Broncos. This is one of the hardest games for me to predict because I don't know what the Raiders are going to come out like in terms of, you know, after the John Gruden fiasco. Are they going to come out and just fall flat on their face, or are they going to come out and play extremely, extremely well. Um, I don't know. Booger McFarlane has been on a ton of podcasts this week, and he has spoken to this, and he thinks their interim coach, who he knows very well, uh, is going to drive them. Uh, he's a he's a uh, he's a special teams coach, and he thinks that you know he's going to do really, really well because um, uh, Rich. Best- Bisasha, I think is how you pronounce that last name. It's two C's. Bisasha, I think it's a soft double C. Anyway, uh, he's in for Gruden, and you know you have to know both offense and defense uh, if you're a special teams guy. Uh, Booger thinks that'll help him. He thinks that they'll rally. He thinks that the Raiders have great players. It is in a major, major hostile environment. However, Denver is picked by three and a half. And here's the thing: the Broncos. Here's the thing with the Broncos. The Broncos so far this year. Remember. They came out like world beaters, but didn't play anybody. They beat the Giants, Jags, and Jets. Then they got punched in the mouth by Baltimore and then punched in the mouth by Pittsburgh. And they're now all of a sudden staring at three and two. This is a big game for the Broncos. There's a this is this is we're getting into big time big boy area here in the NFL season already. They've got some major opponents coming up. They've got Vegas, they've got Cleveland, they've got Dallas, they gotta play the Chargers, they go at KC. You know they they play Burrow in Cincinnati. They got to go at Vegas as well. I mean, they, there's some you know there's some games. I mean, this is you know they got to deal with the Chiefs twice still, right? I mentioned Casey, but they have to deal with them twice. So this is a big game. And you know, look, the Broncos' offense it goes through. We know it goes through Cortland Sutton, who's one of the best receivers in the game, and Teddy Bridgewater. I'm looking at Melvin Gordon in this game. Can he run the football against the Raiders? Can he can can he establish some kind of an offense? Again, I think this is a total coin flip game because you don't know how the Raiders are going to come out, but I'm going to take Denver in this game. 31-24, to uh, they're favored by 3.5. I'm picking them to win, picking them to cover. Patriots home for the Cowboys, and wow. How about these brands, and how about the number that this game will do? This should do like a 25, 26, 27 number, at least. Uh, Dallas favored, minus 3.5, but what will Bill Belichick scheme up this time against a, a, a high-powered offense with Cooper and CeeDee Lamb who's playing out of his mind. Ezekiel Elliott um, is is running the football for the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, if you've looked at what they've done running the football, uh, Tony Pollard has gotten involved as well. I mean, they, they're both sharing the load, and I don't think anybody predicted that going into this season. The Cowboys have almost 1,000 yards rushing already on the season. A lot of that has to do with Pollard, obviously, adding some uh, run yards to it. Um, They have six touchdowns between the two. The Cowboys have been really solid in the red zone, uh, and they're a 4-1 football team right now. So uh, they're the front runner to win their division. They've been playing well. Their offense is electric. Um, And by the way, I'm going to take Dallas in this game. I'm going to take them close, though. 
let's go 27 to 23. And one of the biggest things for the Patriots is they can't turn the ball over. And Mac Jones has got to have a look at where Trayvon Diggs is at all times. Remember, these guys were teammates at Alabama. And by the way, can you believe all of the Alabama people and the pros we mentioned and we don't get to Trayvon Diggs even now with the six interceptions, which leads the NFL, and he was NFC Defensive Player of the Month in September. Think about all the guys from position to position to position that we talk about. Tua Tungabayola, I know we don't know what he's going to be. Derek Henry, Calvin Ridley, right? Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper. You know, look at Mark Ingram, who won a Heisman there. All the Alabama guys, all over the freaking place, man. You know, Waddle and Devontae Smith and a lot of the corners and the linebackers, and 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 now Trayvon Diggs here is one of the best defensive players in the NFL, and he's just completely taking the ball away. So Mac Jones and the offense, they, they, they've, they've got to not turn the ball over. It's going to be a close game. I think Bill Belichick will scheme up something to frustrate Dak Prescott and company. Seahawks at the Steelers. Wow. Season on the line for the Seattle Seahawks. Season on the line. Possibly for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, look, both conferences are, are pretty loaded. I, I think that you know we've argued the AFC being um, a, a really strong uh, uh, conference. Uh, the NFC is also extremely, extremely uh, uh, strong. And you know you've got the extra wild card spot, obviously, but with the Seahawks, like right now, how the playoff picture would look to me, Dallas wins the division in the NFC East, Green Bay takes the north, Tampa Bay takes the south. You know, who who knows in the West? I mean, the Cardinals are 5-0, and but the Rams, let's just say they win it. But then you've got the Cardinals, right? You've got the 49ers. You have the Panthers. You've got, you know, a bunch of teams. Uh, Seattle, you know, they got to stay ahead of those teams. I don't think the Seahawks are as good as the Cardinals or Rams. Not even close. They have looked a little shaky. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks, there's just something missing there. And they're going across the country to play a Steeler team that's on fire after last week's win against Denver. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, when they're when you start doubting them and you start saying that they're shot and Tomlin stinks and their playmakers aren't good and the defense is soft and, you know, you've got to wait for Najee Harris and other, you know, he's not going to be able to run the football for three weeks. Yeah, guess what? They go out and win a game. I, this is so hard, this game. It's so hard. But I'm going to take Seattle. I think Russell Wilson figures something out late in this game. Again, turnovers, third down play. Third down play is going to be huge this week in so many games. Mm, give me Seattle in this game. A tough one to pick. Whew. Give me the Seahawks 35. Give me the give me the Seahawks 35 to 28 in this game. Finally, bum 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 bum. Do, 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 do. Bills at Titans, Monday Night Football in Nashville. The Bills' revenge tour continues. We know that they thumped the KC Chiefs last week. Uh, they go into Tennessee, and the, the game plan is very simple on defense for Leslie Frazier. Stop Derrick Henry. Or at least contain him. Uh, would, you know, I think one thing that's got to take place uh in this game is the the linebacker play, even if Matt Milano's not in there, and you know what, I, I guess I read today, I think Matt Perino tweeted out that he is at practice, uh, but 
you know, I don't, the Bills won't do this because they're smart with their players and their injury and all the rest, but, you know, they won't rush him, but goodness, if he's even like, you know, kind of questionable or game time, I would just say screw it because the buy is next week, get him all the way healthy, get him in the hot tub, get him in the cool tub all week long, get him all that treatment for another huge full week, let him rest and lay down, you know, excuse him from a couple of practices, like don't even have him anywhere near the facility, uh, let him get some rest and all that and just get right back for, um, you know, the, the week eight and beyond, which is really where they're going to need Matt Milano. And A.J. Klein is really, really good. This is going to be an awesome game. Uh, the Bills' defense has been on fire. The Bills have been outscoring opponents. They've been taking the ball away, uh, outscoring opponents by a mile, by the way. Uh, and you've got the, the Bills' high-octane offense against a Tennessee team that I think will struggle covering some people, struggle with Beasley a little bit, and Knox has become an X-factor. Emmanuel Sanders, another X-factor. Stephon Diggs, obviously, the number one go-to for Josh Allen. Uh, and the Bills have the ability now to run the football. I think the Bills win this game. I think it's close. I'm going to take them 33-24 uh, uh, in this game. I think it's a one-possession game for, for a good bit of this one. Could come down to field goals, could come down to special teams, could come down to turnovers, could come down to, um, you know, uh, that Derrick Henry factor. Uh, and and I'm looking forward to the game plan of Leslie Frazier because they didn't blitz last week against Malms. They put the two safeties back and prevented the big deep ball. What do they do this week against a team in the Tennessee Titans that, uh, let's face facts, this Tennessee offense is high octane as well. Uh, they have got major players, Ryan Tannehill, has rediscovered himself the last few years in Tennessee. Derrick Henry, best running back in the NFL, uh, already has seven touchdowns, by the way. And 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 offensively, playing these games, Chester Rogers, Jeremy McNichols, A.J. Brown, uh, you know, I, Julio Jones, I believe, is back this week. I think I read that. So they have like three, four, five guys who can kill you uh, over the middle and, and deep. And, oh, by the way, Anthony Ferkser, I think, is the X factor for the Titans in this game. Tyler Dunn from Go Long wrote a great piece on him in terms of what his ability could be against the Buffalo Bills, how much will the Bills blitz? You know, I, I would assume that they would try to take a lot of guys uh, to try and stop Henry. Uh, the two biggest, most important guys for the Bills to stop the run game of Tennessee, Tremaine Edmonds and A.J. Klein. Bills, I think they beat the Titans. Buffalo favored by 5.5. Should be a good one, 33-24. There's my Week 6 NFL picks. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the NF, uh, the ML Sports Platter uh, hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. We're brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, CNY Electrical, and Heather Saxton of Hunt Real Estate. Buying and selling homes is a nightmare in central New York and in the great state of New York. She makes home more than just a place. She makes it a feeling. Call Heather today at 315-727-3313. That's 315-727-3313. And go look for on Facebook, Heather at Hunt. Buying and selling homes, Heather Saxon is the best around. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the podcast, as well as the Al and Angus Pub and Stanley Law Offices. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Fall is a season of gathering that brings us together with warmth and color. So whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or a special event, celebrate your friends and family with a gorgeous bouquet of roses from 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it easy to brighten someone's day with 24 multicolored roses for just $39.99. To get 24 multicolored roses for just $39.99, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.